0: hey everyone and welcome to i testify conversation station it's your girl mel mel and today we're talking about god's interest in your health We ask God for the wisdom to choose the right spouse, the right career path. We pray for our families and friends. Most Christians submit their whole lives to God, except for one aspect, the most overlooked one. We convince ourselves this one belongs to us. Everything else, God can have and say. And that is our health, our eating habits, what we drink, what we eat, when we eat, you know, what we eat. Those concerns have nothing to do with God. But in fact, God has interest in your health just as much as he does with every other part of your life. The health of the body is a major concern to God. What does he say about it and how can you stay healthy, especially in the wake of a pandemic? And so why not bring someone who is intelligent on the subject. Our special guest today is Michael Chihaba. He currently is working as a registered nurse in behavioral health, as well as holding the position of um, education coordinator at a mental health hospital. This is the same hospital. He's worked at this hospital for two and a half years. His interests include passionately studying and sharing God's word and staying an avid learner by reading books and sharing content on this channel, Build a better body. He is a family man who comes from a family of three sons and we save the best for last. He is a he's recently married to the love of his life. Shout out to Mrs. C. And so, thank you Michael for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to share on this platform. I testify. Uh, I'm so glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an honor for us to have you here to just, you know, share you know, how God has interest in our health, why he has interest in our health, how it's connected to our salvation, and more importantly, sharing your story. So let's begin by, let's talk about your story. Let's talk about your testimony. How did you get into healthcare? Why is healthcare important to you? What have you learned? How do you reach out to others in your profession? I mean, other young people would want to know, is there any particular moment or patient or story that you'll never forget? And how have you seen the God, the hand of God, move in your life?
1: Well, I got into healthcare mainly because I believe that Jesus was involved in healthcare, and I just wanted to be about my father's business, to put it simply. Mm. Um, you know, I feel like I've been healed in many different ways. I just want to extend that healing touch to other people going through different situations um, and understand how you know, the mind is connected to our behaviors and our decisions and how it is that we engage and treating ourselves or mistreating ourselves, right? I believe that every act that we do on a daily basis is an act of worship, Mm. right? In one direction or another. Um, For the most part, I've had the battle of having uh, either to submit to God or submit to my own will, you know? Um, So I feel like um, having gone through that and engaging with other people who also have to deal with that uh, at different levels, whether it's you know, their plate, um, their sleeping habits, the decisions that they make, I feel like I am inherently, constantly, always uh, um, a voice for one or the other, you know, in, in my daily engagements with my coworkers. You know, I can either display selfishness or selflessness. You know, uh, same thing with the patients, I can either be patient, or inpatient um, and and teach them, you know, uh, by demonstrating and you know by uh, just explaining how you know different areas of their lives break down. So at work, you know, we always have something called groups with the patients. We don't just give them medications; uh, we also give them an opportunity to uh, process life a little differently and see how their body comes together um, and why it is or how it is that they're going to come out of this situation. Uh, being a, a team member in their treatment team, right? On the treatment team being social workers, nurses, doctors, and chief, uh, s- the chief treatment uh, team member is the patient. You know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink.
0: That's right. That's
1: right. right. So th- they have to be there to participate. So I feel like um, as I've grown in my career and my profession and everything, I've had the opportunity to share the gospel Uh, in maybe not so obvious ways, you know, Uh, share the health message in maybe not so obvious ways. But I do say this whenever I'm talking to my patients on a regular basis. Uh, I might not say God, but I say that, you know, um, the value of the product is a lot of times associated with the name that that product has, right? So a white t-shirt, 100% cotton, uh, that might be sold at, you know, a particular local grocery store versus, you know, uh, that big name brand.
0: Yeah. George you know? Nike, yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I tell them, you know, at this point that in the conversation that I'm I'm, I'm looking at myself, uh, I'm talking to myself now. You guys can listen if you want to. Uh, but the reason why I might treat myself like royalty is because I believe that I come from royalty you mm-hmm. know, and I believe that about you, too. You know, um, so I'll tell them the same thing. You might not recognize, you might not see yourself like royalty. Some of you guys might call yourself trash, you know, so you end up treating yourself like trash uh, in in different ways. But I believe that you are royalty. Uh, You just have yet to maybe realize that, you know, realize um, the name that's attributed to your body if you agree, right? Yeah.
0: Wow, wow. What stuck out to me was when you said I realized that every act in my day-to-day life is worship. Amen. And I think sometimes we forget that we think preaching is, you know, having to say, you know, God loves you. When John 16 says, but it's when I'm at work, how do I treat my coworkers? Right. When I'm at work, how do I treat my pa- my patients, even if uh, maybe I left home not on such a good mood, you know? Right. You know, how do I treat people is really the question here. And that's so beautiful that the the my actions, my behaviors towards others is a form of worship outside of, you know, having to pray and sit at the feet of Jesus um, in those ways. Um, and so that's very beautiful. And I love how you kind of went through there, how you guys sit as teams. It's not just about the medication. It's about rehabilitations, helping them to see themselves in almost like a mirror to help them, you know, kind of come up with a plan on how am I going to, you know, find peace? How am I going to solve this problem? How am I going to get better in the mind first? And um, that, that's beautiful. That is, uh, that is really, really beautiful. And I want to thank you for that. Um, is, there any, any, is there any particular moment, um, a story that you'll never forget? Something that you're like, wow, God, you know, at work, you know, you know, those experiences sometimes, you know, you're like, God, this is you.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I, I experience or see God's hand pretty regularly. So uh, I'll just tell you the most recent one just last week. Um, there's this particular patient who was here back at, like months ago um, who and we're not allowed to have relationships at all. Like even Facebook friends with our patients, um, like we get in trouble for that. So this patient found me somehow on Facebook, (laughs) found me on Facebook. Uh, They sent me a message talking about all the different groups that, you know, they had remembered me telling them about sleep and water and, you know, all this different kind of stuff um, and retraining the mind and stuff like that, neuroplasticity. Um, They just, you know, a novel was sent to me and I had to, and then they sent me a message saying, Hey, I know you can't respond. Uh, but I had to you know, notify the company. And um, uh, eventually that person actually came back to the hospital just last week. Um, and they said they noticed one particular thing on my page, and that was the church I belonged to. And they asked, they felt like the reason why they came back here was to learn about that. Now, I can't give Bible studies to, you know, patients, but I, I can give them material, mm. right, upon request. So I went ahead and I didn't give it to them. I just uh, set it down somewhere, you know, uh, in their <laughs> room, <laughs> on their bed. <laughs> and I said, I think there's something on your bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So this person is going through like their own little Bible study. Hopefully, um, you know, only time will tell the halls of time will tell, you know, um, what little efforts done on a daily basis, you know, here, a little, there, a little, um, and what specific, where this specific person will end up. And I'm just, you know, hoping the best, uh, believing the best that God is, you know, constantly moving things, you know, in, in his wisdom, you know, to draw people closer to him and uh, the truth as it is in Jesus
0: amen amen I have a one of my favorite quotes says those who leave everything in God's hand will eventually see God's hand in everything amen I mean you just testified to it that you know it's not about a particular moment I literally see him in in everything that I do in every moment you know it's not just the moment it's in everything that I do every day and so that's beautiful you know um, that's very beautiful. Thank you for such a powerful testimony and just to be able to see how you can be a blessing and how can how God can use you wherever you are. You know, sometimes you think I have to be a pastor in order for me to share the word. You know, I have to be a scholar in order for me to share the word. But he places you where he'd have you to be so that you can be a blessing to someone, whether by testifying by word or whether that's just you in your behavior being an example. And so uh, thank you for testifying to the gospel. Being the living word. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And so that brings us to now, how is the health of the body connected to the gospel? Really, like, why and how does God have interest in our health?
1: Well, I've, I, I don't know, I guess be, ha, doing um, what I've been doing with Build a Better Body, I've really had time to digest it. Uh, no pun intended on how it is that this all connects. And the fact of the matter is we engage with our bodies um regularly um constantly and um there's a particular passage in the bible that i think of when i think about my health and is it's a uh, you shall not murder right mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times we think about that being applied to other people but what about ourselves you know um when if i go about being reckless with my own with I guess not my own body, but God's body given to me. You know, um, being reckless with my time—not uh, my own time, but God's time given to me. Uh, being reckless with my treasure and and everything, uh, and boil down to my body, I, I I I don't want to be a bad uh, uh, a bad steward of the things that God has given me. Uh, and the biggest thing is this body, right? I know that there's things that I can't predict. There's things that I can't, um, I don't have control of, but I know that I have control of what I put in my mouth, right? On a day-to-day basis. And I don't want to uh, misuse what God has lent. You know, Um, I don't want to intentionally misuse and be careless with what God has lent. uh, Knowing that, you know, my body is, god's temple mm. you know i want to keep it nice and prim and proper you know for him um because it's his ultimately you know i'm just in my mind i'm just borrowing it right as a christian that's 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 what, that's what i believe and i believe that my body is is not just something that i borrow but it's actually something that's extremely valuable right i believe that uh i was bought at a price that uh can't be filled out on a check you mm. know uh, if I were to fill a if, I, if someone were to pay for my body, it would be an, in, an insult, you know, uh, to the person who purchased me first. Right. Wow. Um, so I look at my body as extremely valuable. So I move about as if it's valuable. Like it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a lemon that I drive on the road. It's like a, a Lamborghini, if you if you will. Yeah. You know, if you think that Lamborghinis are valuable. Um, so I don't drive. I, I, I don't I don't handle this body just anyhow. Uh, I think that it's it's very expensive. It's very valuable to me, um, so I just want to do my best to you know put what's what's honorable, you know, uh, what's hopeful. Uh, uh, yeah, just put the best inside. Uh, to yeah, just keep it nice.
0: Wow, you said you said a lot there, but you said it's valuable. Yes. And anything that's valuable, you keep it with your life. If your life, your life depends on it. Yeah, and that's the key here. I think you mentioned it earlier when you were giving your your story, your testimony on why you're in healthcare and all that. Um, you said you remind the patients that you know you are wonderfully made. Yep. You know you're marvellously made, and just knowing that we need to accept what already has been said about us, and we don't have the confidence in God. It's called Godfidence, is what they say. Amen. Not Godfidence, because we don't have Godfidence, we don't treat ourselves the way we need to be treated. Yeah. God wants to treat us. Yeah. And so that's that's very powerful. Um, you said, "Thou shall not murder." <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: when you think of that, um, that, 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 that. Um, commandment you think of automatically you know i murdered someone i killed somebody right you never think of what about me what about my body yep. what about the things i put into it the yep. whether it's drugs or it's whatever we drink whether it's um what do you call it what's the uh, intemperance you know yeah whenever you know all the time and not having self-control um right. and so that's really powerful now how is the the body connected to the mind you know we, we love to say whenever we're talking about you know you know what do you call it? temperance in the church? Oh, the body's connected to the mind. But how can how can you explain to somebody that the body, what you put in the stomach, is connected to the way you think, the way you make decisions, the way you maybe perceive the word? Does that have any connection?
1: Yeah, um, if you go for twenty four hours without sleep, it's gonna you know mess up the way that you think. Mm-hmm. Um, if you eat a Uh, um, a heavy meal it's going to draw blood from the brain to the stomach Um, and that's what people call itis you know uh, if you eat too much in the afternoon you're going to possibly want to take a nap yeah because a lot of resources are being devoted to digestion Um, if you don't drink water 30 minutes before you eat at least um, enough water Uh, because your stomach and your small intestine and your pancreas draw so much water to uh, handle that process. um, It can, it can, if you do it regularly over time, it can start causing uh, what they call acid reflux Um, because your body is in crisis mode trying to figure out, okay, do we put water here or do we put water there? Mm. Right. Um, So it ultimately, it like, anything that you do comes from, you know, the decision that you make with your mind and those decisions that you make with your mind impact your mind.
0: Mm. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, people who are depressed and eat uh, to, to, you know, palliate the depression uh, maybe um, and then go ahead and feel depressed more because, you know, they're not looking the way that they, they'd like their relationship is uh, relationship probably ongoing the way that they would want, um, you know, it's, it's a feedback system. Um, and it has to end somewhere with our decisions at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So the brain is absolutely connected to the gut, um, in every way, the resources that go to the brain to feed it, they, they come from the stomach, you know, whether those resources are good and nutritious or, you know, just packaged with a whole bunch of fat and sugar you know um or anything that's not helpful to the brain well, make a decision.
0: You say then that um your ability to comprehend or understand anything uh or there's a correlation between how healthy you are and intelligence hmm. is there
1: I would say that there is a there's always, there's definitely a correlation, not necessarily a causation, but definitely a correlation. Mm-hmm. So, OK, yeah. so it's not a
0: causation, but a
1: correlation. Yeah, absolutely. You'll find that people who um, drink more water, sleep more, eat better, generally fire, um, you know, at a at a higher rate when it comes to just thinking capacity and bandwidth to think and digest information and package it in a way that is useful and practical for their life. You know, um, if you're, if, yeah, if you're not ready to go into battle uh, because you haven't slept and you haven't been eating well, you haven't been training well. I mean, people are, who are in the Olympics right now, they, they have particular diets and they're very strict about those things, their sleep schedule and their behaviors so that they can function at an optimal level, yeah. So it, 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 there's it, if it's not coral, if it's not causation is definitely correlation and almost to that point of causation, like your brain is impacted by all the resources that you put in your stomach.
0: I love the example you just gave with the uh, Olympic athletes, you know, literally like I even heard, you know, one of, you know, the mother shouldn't breastfeed or they shouldn't have any um, sexual activity, you know, all these things so that they like, you know, are at the high, like you said, optimum level of performance. Um, Mm -hmm. But what about us when it comes to our schoolwork? What about us when it comes to studying the word of God? I mean, if anything, most people say the Bible is like the hardest thing to understand and while it's spiritual, there is an aspect of divine and human effort that needs to go hand in hand. Um, What about uh, morality? how does um health affect our moral sense as right. being righteous or as being more evil does it is there a correlation between that and how
1: yeah i think absolutely um it, it, it it's like it's, it's a two-way street on this one because your morals are going to impact how you treat yourself and how you treat others mm. right. so um Jesus told us that um, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. But if I'm not loving myself, I can't love other people. So, uh, or if I'm not loving God, I can't love myself. It's 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 uh, it starts with that. So morally um, how I'm positioned morally is going to impact how I execute my day-to-day life in regards to my stomach, my sleep, my water intake and all these things. Now, those things are going to reveal, you know, um, my posture and my relationship with God, right? Do I care about my body? Um, Am I, am I careless about my body, right? Am I careless about the thing that God says, um, this is, I came and died for your sins so that you, you know, can have eternal life and you're going to go ahead and, and, and damage. You're going to go ahead and practice damaging this earthly body, can I trust you with a heavenly body? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, repetition deepens the impression if I'm constantly doing um, a behavior that impacts me negatively, what is that going to look like, you know, a million years from now in heaven? You know, if I wait, if it, like, what's the, what's the trajectory of my life, you know, here on earth? And is it compatible with a life eternal in heaven? You know, I don't think God is all of a sudden just going to magically change the way I think. He's not, Yeah. he gives me free will. You know, how am I exercising that free will on a day-to-day basis? You know, and what does it look like when it comes to my sleeping, my water intake, my hydration, you know, and treating this body, which he owns.
0: Wow. 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 Powerful. Powerful. You know, I heard a, a I heard someone say, um, that, you know, obviously the the Bible says, you know, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So there are certain behaviors, like for example, sexual morality, where um, that's sex before marriage, where you are trying to have the spirit share the temple with someone else who shouldn't be in there. Uh And only one person can occupy that space. It's either the spirit or it's either the person, which is the flesh. Uh And so same with our health. The spirit needs somewhere to dwell that is clean. And so either what's going to occupy is that which is the flesh, which is filthy or that which is clean because he's clean. And these two, two things are contrary. And so we have to think about it like that. I think, like you said, like you had mentioned before, you start, you are starting to see God's hand in everything. And we need to see God's hand in everything, including our health. And when we see it that way, like you said, we'll, we will treat ourselves good because we know him and we're connected to him yep. and i love how you mentioned that uh you know transformation is not going to occur in the grave <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know you go down blessed you come up blessed come <laughs> so we have to do what we can now right and a part of our character transformation is our ability to Act in our actions it's going to be seen in our actions not in just our thoughts or our thoughts drive our actions so right. you take in something that's unhealthy you know maybe you're always on alcohol or some type of drugs or whatever it is I mean it's evident you know God that's not what God would want and God would want right. you to be at your optimum level just like how the athletes want the best God wants the best from you
1: come on
0: hello And so thank you. I mean, thank you for sharing that. That was really powerful. Um, And so let's leave the people with uh, something to take home. I heard a preacher say, if you can't preach something today that they can't use on Sunday or Monday, then you didn't preach. Right. And so let's list ways to keep the human machinery healthy. Do you have any tips? Do you have any lessons that we could take away from today? If anyone were listening, how could they keep healthy, especially in the wake of a pandemic? So many people are dying. So many people are sick. How can we keep our immune systems boosted?
1: The biggest thing that's gonna kill your immune system is a lack of sleep. So make sure you are sleeping eight hours. A third of your immune system is shot, like the natural killer cells, the things that fight off cancer in your body um, and try to, you know, uh, correct uh, different things inside you, uh, the super soldiers of your body, those are cut by a third when I sleep less than six hours. Mm. And in America, people chronically sleep maybe five hours, you know, uh, to try to get ahead. And um, we're not getting ahead, we're hurting ourselves. So, sleep, big thing, water. Is the second biggest thing or first biggest thing? They're really on equal footing. Um, if my body is going from a nice grape when I'm a baby to becoming like a pruny raisin, mm. it's not, you know, it's not operating at its optimal level, right? It wants to have the resources to do what it needs to do everywhere, right? It doesn't want to have to ration water, right? So I just encourage people: when you wake up, first thing you do. In the morning, you know, uh, when your feet uh, just head to the kitchen, drink like a nice glass of water and try to drink one of those or two of those, one to two of those, you know, 30 to an hour before you eat. 30 minutes to an hour before you eat. Um, And then walking is a big thing. Um, If you walk an hour a day, it's going to release lipase. And that's basically an enzyme that breaks down fat in your body. Uh, for 12 hours. So just walking one hour in a day Mm -hmm. will release sly pace to break down you know fat in your body for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And then finally food. Um, I know we like to put food first, but food is is actually one of the last things like uh, when it comes to the mandatory things that your body needs right now. Um if all of these other things aren't in place, then your your eating habits aren't going to be well. Um, Because Your body, whenever it comes to consumption of food, it doesn't it doesn't know the difference between when it's thirsty or hungry. Right. Yeah. So if you drink water, when you think you're hungry, it will be a nice little check to say, okay, should I actually eat or not? Right. So instead of snacking.
0: So when I feel hungry, drink water. Correct. And then let your body tell you what what it really needs. Okay.
1: Right. If you're still hungry, go ahead and eat. Right. Um, and then obviously, you want to have regular times to eat so you can kind of plan your water intake. Uh, so you just want your body to focus on am I going to be digesting food right now or I'm going to be water? You know, I just want it to focus. Right. And then uh, if you're not sleeping, you'll eat more and you'll eat more sugar uh, because your brain, because it hasn't rested, is going to need more, pro- going to, it'll demand more processed sugar. There, there's a book called uh, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Um, and it has this particular information in there. Uh, if anyone wants to go ahead and you know delve a little again? Uh Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker.
0: Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Okay, we'll have uh-huh. it right down in the comments below in the bio.
1: Yes, yes. And then uh, the one about uh, eating, uh, that's where I get information from Dr. Michael Greger, um, and he says, How not to die, you know, how not to die from cardiovascular, respiratory problems, uh, GI problems. Um, He's the one that talks about, you know, particular foods that you can eat to actually boost your immune system, like blueberries. Um, Those are very helpful and beneficial. Um, And strawberries are really good for the GI tract. But I'll ultimately say this just simple stuff. Sleep on time, sleep regularly, um, and try to sleep enough. And then make sure you're walking, make sure you're drinking water, and then the food should fall into place, right? Should fall into place. But obviously, you know, uh, eat the rainbow when it comes to uh, fruits and vegetables, you know? Uh, If you got a snack, snack on something, you know, like a kiwi or a cutie, you know, that's really sweet, but also nutritious, you know? Make, make your consumption of food fun, you know, and look forward and say, you know, I get to eat, you know, healthy foods. I get to build up this nice body. And really at the end of the day, it's going to be a mentality, right? You don't want to say I'm restricting myself. You want to say I have the liberty to eat all of these other fruits in the garden, except for this one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you're just concentrating on that one that you're not supposed to eat, that's <laughs> going to be a challenging time, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, the destruction of humanity was caused by consumption of food that we were forbidden to eat, right? So at the end of the day, you just wanna treat yourself well here by sleeping, drinking water, walking, eating well.
0: Thank you. I love how you wrapped it up there at the end uh, with you know the liberty of eating, all of the other trees, just stay from the one, you know, and that's yep. what you pick the one always, man. always the <laughs> one they're not supposed to touch, right. <laughs> whether that's the wrong drink, whether that's the wrong food, we yep. always choose the wrong, no difference between Adam and Eve and us today, Come but on. the work of the gospel is to undo it, the restoration, it is redemption, and it it's to work backwards,
1: Yes.
0: and so where Adam ended it off, Jesus started it up, and because yes. he died, we start off where Jesus started. Amen. So may we choose all that we have that God allows us to eat. Amen. So may we rest, may we sleep, may we, what's the other one? Eat well and drink uh, water. Right. Right. And so thank you, Michael. We, it was an honor. It was a privilege. I think we, we all learned a lot. We were touched by your testimony, your story. Uh, We walked away with, you know, some pointers. And um, it is an honor and a privilege to have you here once again. Thank you so much for having us, for for coming to us today.
1: It's an honor to be here, Melissa. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And so the Galatians 6 verse 7, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Whatever you put in here will affect how you think and how you behave. In 1 Corinthians 10 31, it says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If we could sum up the Bible in a few words, the glory of God. And so you and I live today to show the glory of God that men may see our good works and glorify God. And so in what you eat, in who you choose to marry, in how you behave, what your thoughts and intentions and motives may be, your career path. Where you are, everything you do is for God's glory. And so may we act and live in a way that shows the world that we are wonderfully and marvelously made in the image of God. And so once again, thank you, Michael. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, and share. It's your girl, Mel Mel, and you're watching I Testify Conversation Station. The book of the week is Healthful Living, It covers causes of diseases, natural treatments, the systems of the bodies, God's remedies, and God's call to you and I. You can find the link of a free copy of this book down below in our bio, as well as in our bio on our Instagram page. Read, educate, and share.